Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. Tyler, 16-3. Kenny Pickett goes off tonight. How about that game? Kenny Pickett looked phenomenal. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Can we talk about that game? I mean, I, I was, as this show went live, I was in the middle of arguing with someone that. Called me something. Called me a child because I don't like Mason Rudolph. Sue oh. me. I don't like Mason Rudolph. It is what it is. I'd rather watch paint. Well, yeah, exactly. But still. Can we talk about my real predicament today? What's the real predicament? So, I've got a brisket. I trimmed it. It's seasoned. It's in my fridge right now. Planning on putting it on after... Basically, after this podcast today, that's my plan all day. It is thunder and lightning now. And it's Ooh. not letting up. You know, yeah, I did see that radar. Yep. I, you know what? On me, I did not plan ahead that well. I checked last night. Didn't see much. Didn't really see any rain. Didn't check again today. Trimmed the brisket up. In the fridge right now. It's like, you know what? I'll go podcast. I'll throw it on. I'll watch him UFC. And then I hear sound like me after a night out of drinking some shitty booze. I mean, important decisions like this. You gotta check in with former NS9 meteorologist Craig. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. So now Sunday's done. I mean, what's what's the plan for Sunday now? So I have a small window here. At 2 a.m. where it's going to stop raining. And then we got like 40 to 50% all the way into the morning. So you're chancing it. Oh, I'm going to risk it. It's worth but the I, risk. But, it's, but at like 3 o'clock, it's going to start thunder and lightning again. I've already got, got, I got the setup already that I can pull this off. But there's not much sleep in my future here. Yeah. No, I hear that. Well, good luck to you. But you know what was slow cooked today? This Pirates offense. <laughs> um, let's get to the real game. Yes, the Pirates did play today. Unfortunately, we can't talk about the Steelers' victory in the preseason game. Um, hello, fight, though. So kudos to, to you guys in the stands. But the Pirates played the Reds today. Tyler Beatty did get the start because Tyler Beatty is deemed a starter. An organization that needs starters and doesn't have any anymore. But regardless, you did get the start today. Let's talk about it. I mean, essentially, the game was very, I'm not going to say slow to begin with. Um, it seemed like it got slower towards the end, which is even more difficult or challenging of a feat. I don't know how you look at it. But anyways, it was 0-0. It was zero, zero. Tyler Beatty was put up zeros on the board until he, he didn't. Um, the Pirates faced Justin Dunn today. 
who was walking everybody. They couldn't capitalize on it. Uh, and again, like this scoring broke out, right? We, we saw Tyler Beattie in the fourth inning. Just, I mean, he was getting up some hits, but he kind of has a little implosion there. And then, of course, at the end, Stout had his Eric Stout had his big implosion, seven straight singles, which just sealed the deal. That that was death by paper cuts. My goodness, I just Woo! wanted it to end. Stop the count. Let's it move forward. We understand it's an L. And we've been on for five minutes for a seven o'clock game. And think about the people that were waiting for Sky Blast to happen. Like the only reason about the base at this baseball game to watch the Pirates and the Reds play in 2022 is because there's free fireworks after the game. Yeah. And it was it was going rather quickly. I mean, a lot of these games lately have been going pretty quickly. We've talked about that. Yeah. Tonight was not the case. Sure wasn't. <laughs> that was a lot. No. I mean, imagine um, thinking it's the you know it's the eighth inning. You're about to get out of this. It's not. I'm sorry. It's the ninth inning. You're about to get out of this. Watch fireworks, and that thing like took like an hour. Yeah. So to go back to the original point with the whole Tyler Beatty thing, really, my big issue I think with Tyler Beatty is that he is a pitcher that has three different fastballs that none of them are any good, and he has one breaking ball. You can't get away with it. Combine those fastballs, figure something out for yourself, but you can't have a cutter fat four seam and a sinker that none of them work. And then just a curveball you never throw in a changeup that's your second most used pitch, which I'll, I mean, it's fine, but you have three fastballs that don't play off each other because you can't locate. There's limited movement. You're not going to be a good pitcher. I don't know what it's going to. I don't understand how this guy was a first rounder, to be honest with you. There is nothing there that shows it other than the great. Well, great is extreme. The good velocity he has off speed stuff is not good. This guy's not a starter and really he shouldn't be a reliever either. He has nothing until he can find something that can work. Like maybe you turn that cutter into a slider or do something different. You're a nut. You are a hodgepodge of nothingness. <laughs> all seven of your pitches that are all fastballs are a hodgepodge of nothingness. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. And you're right. And I mean, he was getting literally zero swing and misses. Three on the entire day. Two from the four seamer. One from the changeup. So 65 pitches he threw. Just three swing and misses. That's bad. 17 balls in play. Um. Yeah, I'm going to kind of go down four innings pitch. No, well, yes and no. I'll say this. Like, it wasn't weak, but it, he didn't give up, like, a ton of hard hit. I'll put it that way. I think I counted maybe four, like, 95 miles an hour or higher, which it was, it's not like it's egregious. I mean, it's not what you want to see in four innings pitch either. But, it, like, it wasn't egregious in that sense. But um, at any rate, yeah, four innings pitch, six hits. He got that home run, of course, that walk, two strikeouts. Um, it just, it's, I guess it's about what you expect from a Tyler Beatty start. Yeah. He stinks. There's no other way to put it. He stinks. And this team stinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many more times we, I don't want to keep coming on here and making this a self-loathing podcast where I just talk about how bad this team stinks, but right. there are no positives right now. There well, is no be light honest. at the end of this tunnel. It was an 11-1 game. 
Uh, how many outcomes of positivity are you really presenting here right now? It, it is what it is. And unfortunately, there's just too many of these games that happen opposed to nights like last night when it's actually pretty interesting. It was a Bryce Wilson start too. You know, I was I was prepared to have this type of a post game, and fortunately, I you know I didn't have to. But then tonight comes, and here's the thing too. Again, like we just talked about, like they had Justin Dunn. Now, first off, he's not that good of a pitcher. Second off, he also wasn't that good of a pitcher today. Uh, I mean, he could not locate either. I mean, everything was way outside, way outside, and I feel like, I mean, Cruz. Cruz had a another bad at bat. It was mixed today, but what I'll say is he he had it full count. He had it full count at first. He he left him off the hook. I mean, Dunn did what he did. He it was outside. It was his breaking ball that didn't break. It just hung outside. Cruz swung at it. Should have been ball four. Um, like I said, like that one he let it get away. But I mean, he walked. He had four walks in five innings, and especially that inning, I feel like he had what. A hit, back-to-back walks, bases were loaded at some point. It's just like, I mean, he wasn't looking good at all today, and the Pirates' offense just could not capitalize on it. So I think that's the big thing to look at because just going forward at this point, unless it's Ronzi, hopefully Mitch Keller, if we see him pitch more, or JT Brubaker, and that's even shaky, you really just want to see something out of that offense. Yeah. Because those are the guys that are probably going to be around a little bit. Like the Tyler Beatty starts. I'll sit here and bitch all day about it, but he's not part of the rotation going forward. Seeing an O'Neill Cruz struggle, a Marcano struggle, that's what starts to hurt a little bit. Yeah, I can understand that. It's just, it's unfortunate that we have to go through the Tyler Beatty starts right now. Yeah. But that's not the biggest pain, like you're saying, because that's eventually that's going to cease. There will be a time where the acceleration is pushed. But you are right. You know, and we've talked about this, you know, throughout the season too, you know, just with the rookies and prospects coming up. I mean, it would be nice to see them really starting to produce. Yeah. I would just like to see one of these damn prospects come up and hit immediately. Just one time. Yeah, like literally every Braves one right now. Yeah, like w- one time. Can the Pirates just have a prospect come up and play well? Right. Well, I guess if, if you want to go that route, I mean, this touch on Cruz. You know, he'd have two walks today. One was uh, a nice walk. The other one, I just felt, I mean, he went up there and didn't swing the bat at all. Did not. Not at all. And and they were good pitches to hit. There, there was one especially. I mean, it was it was three zero count right away. Yeah, but the three one pitch was middle middle. No, the three two pitch was three two. I took a strike. Well, no, my, 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 my bad, my bad. Yeah. The the three zero. It was three zero. Right. Was the fourth the fourth pitch yeah. looked like it was a two seamer inside, right yeah. on the corner, and I could see not swinging that one. It was the next pitch that was yeah. The three right one middle, pitch middle. was middle middle. Yes, it was middle-middle. That, that was should the one. have been in the river. So let me ask you something, because I was thinking about this. On, a, on the 3-0 count, the way Cruz has been struggling, and again, this is before the pitch happened. The pitch was questionable. But with it being a 3-0 count at that point in time, were you giving Cruz the green light 
Oh, I'm giving the green light every time. Okay. Mainly because I we got to see a more aggressive. I wanted and to ask you that. That, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's major league baseball. This isn't high school baseball. A three zero count. That's probably going to be the best pitch you're going to see. Right. And that's that's also something that comes with age. Uh, eventually, you're not always going to see that three zero fastball right down the middle, but you really just want to see him start hunting those spots where he can. I don't want to watch O'Neill Cruz go up there and not swing at six pitches. <laughs> Ideally, no, but I do prefer him on base than back into the dugout. I'd agree, but... Um, but no, I'm with you. So it was 3-0, and here I am thinking like, okay, he swings at some awful pitches. Yeah. Maybe just let him get on base, but that was the back line because really what I'm thinking of, it's 3-0. This is prime O'Neill Cruz spot. This is going yard. Please do it. And then again, that that pitch was but right on the border. I, I, you know what? You took that. I'm good, happy. Now it's three one. Same thing. And man, I'm telling you, like just like you said, that was right in the middle of the play. And I'm like, dear God, I wish you would have swung. I understand he got on base. He did eventually walk. But man, he should have swung at that pitch. Yeah. I mean, it's we knew it coming in to the O'Neill Cruz experience. It's going to be frustrating. Yeah, of course. I don't know that we thought it would be frustrating in this aspect where I think we thought he'd just be a like free swinging hacker. We're not seeing that. We're seeing just some bad approaches. Yeah. And not in the way we thought. Right. Like it Which is. Once I guess, he gets into trouble, then he becomes the free swinging hacker. Right. But I think we thought he'd be seeing some early count breaking balls and just hacking it at like Starley Barté first year. He's was, just swinging away at everything that looks anywhere close to the strike zone. Instead, we're seeing a guy that doesn't really like to take the bat off the shoulders until two strikes or runners on yes and then it's literally every pitch like it doesn't matter where it's located he's like it's in his head he's swinging yeah two strikes he's swinging it's done it's, it's done sealed deliver it's a swing and every pitcher knows it and yeah. every ball is going into the dirt or two feet off the plate but like I, we knew it was going to be frustrating mm -hmm. there's a lot of young guys like him that struggle early on if we get through next year and we're in the same boat, I might be a little concerned more than a little, but yeah, I think that's a good point just to bring up at this point. And we're not going to dive too deep into this, but like neither of us are anywhere near the panic button on Ono Cruz as far as a prospect. Like let's also put that in perspective. It, he's definitely struggling. We understand that you brought up. I did talk about it a little bit more last night. I was like, listen, I'm still not ready to, to have that conversation. I'm really not ready to say it. But I think we are entering the point now where either side has a conversation of Cruz being sent down. I think there's some validity to it. Like you can have the conversation now. I think we're at that point in time where you can discuss it and he's showing it. Also, another throwing error tonight. Yeah. Um, by the Blimey way, is not good at first base. <laughs> right. And that's it. And as I caught called out on Twitter for that, like, like two things can be true. It was an error. Cruz has had three so far this week. 
pretty bad throws, but also you can like this organization needs to find a competent first baseman next year. Yeah. Like I, you, you can't have Bly Madris and Josh Van Meter and, and Pav Pavlov or whatever. And then, you know what I mean? Like, like Michael Chavis yeah. can't be your only in one solution for first base next year. You have to do something fundamentally as an organization to have someone who actually knows how to play the position. So again, two things can be true. Cruz does need to improve the throws and we've known that part coming in. His glove is fantastic. Throws need to improve, but there has to be a first baseman there. Yeah. His honestly, it's from what I've seen, it's all footwork with him. His footwork's atrocious at short. Yeah. It's very fixable, but he's also six, seven playing shortstop. And it just also comes back to the fact that this team doesn't know how to develop a damn thing. Right, right, right. So, okay, getting back to the pitching side of this. So we talked about Tyler Beatty. Um, I just feel like we got to talk about him every single time. And, like, you just seem more perplexed. But tonight was actually a really good outing by him, too. But Chase DeYoung, yeah. two score, you know, more scoreless innings, four strikeouts, one walk, no hits. I mean, Chase DeYoung, I understand, like, he, again, today he had four strikeouts, but doesn't strike out a ton of guys, doesn't miss a lot of bats. You know, he's, he's one of those guys where, like, you look at the numbers, then you look at the underlying numbers, and you're like, this shouldn't really be it. But he's been doing it all year. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I think a lot of it is lately we've been seeing him throw a lot of strikes. He's not really walking guys. And when you don't walk guys, you don't get in that much trouble, even if you get beat around a little bit. And he's been doing a good job of it. The FIP's not great, but the expected ERA is not bad. I think before, coming into the day, 386. So, yeah. like, as a long reliever, that's a good guy to have. And I've trashed him before. Oh, yeah, certainly. I've, I've, I've trashed most of this bullpen. Mostly deserve it. But, I'm, I mean, Chase DeYoung has done a, done a lot of good this year. He really has. So I'm looking here. He's only had one outing where he's allowed even more than one walk. And it was recent, though, too. It was against Baltimore on the 6th. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, again, 3.3 walks per nine isn't, like, outstanding by means, especially when you're only when you're striking out less than seven per nine and such. You know, that was one of the things. But you're, you're right. Like, he is limiting walks. It's kind of like what I talked about Bryce Wilson last night. Like Bryce Wilson's not good of a pitcher either, but what he's really doing right now, he's just literally not walking a person. So when he gives up that home run, it's a solo shot, you know, or mm -hmm. a two. Like yesterday, he gave up two home runs, and it was only three earned he got in the day. And much like Chase DeYoung, that's a good point. I mean, he's not walking outside that one outing on this sixth against Baltimore. He's really not walking a ton of guys, especially lately. Um, the strikeouts are picking up a little bit. I will give him that. Um, but yeah, like he's he's consistently doing it. I mean, he's actually been a very vital part for this team, if that helps anything. But he's helping them survive the year. She sure is. I mean, that's, he's, that's... he's really found his niche, though. I think, like for his like his role in this team. Yeah, it, it's going to be fleeting because we know how relievers go, especially mm -hmm. long relievers. But he's he's been very important for the state that the Pirates are in. And especially now with the rotation woes. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so like, again, big, huge credit to Chase DeYoung just coming in and 
it's not as if like he had to protect some important lead yeah. or anything, but like he he did his job. Two innings. I feel bad. It's almost just like a tip of the cap to Chase the Young. Sorry, bud. You're not going to be here anytime this anytime near this team is good. Thank you for helping us survive the really dark years. Yeah. That's true. Um, but then that was about it. I mean, I guess you your Ramirez also did two innings today, two strikeouts, a hit, scoreless. He he hasn't looked good at all. No. Today he did the job. Sure. He's a guy. He is a guy. He, you know who else is nothing. a guy? Not a good guy. Stout came in then, as we talked earlier. He does come in point point one innings. Tyler, you got one out. Six straight hits, five earned runs. Yeah. That one out was the strikeout. Two, by the way, so it was a strikeout to Friedel, who went into the river earlier today in this game. Put that out there. I thought it went to, first off, I just want to say, I thought it went to the river on a fly. It did not. It did hit the sidewalk, but I'm telling you, like it had to be like a foot away from the river. But yeah, he crushed one off Tyler Beatty. <laughs> but that was uh, Stout's only out, the first guy up to the plate, and then he allowed six straight hits. Yeah, Stout's been. I mean, he's been okay this year. He's nothing to write home about. He it it was literally death by paper cuts. They got St. Louis Cardinals to death. Oh God, yeah. That's that's it right there. Um and then <laughs> it sucks too, because like looking it, at all it, the all like expected batting average, like every single one of them was like supposed to be a hit. And it's not as if all of them were like really he had one hundred and one mile an hour. After that, I think it was less than 95. I mean, two of them were under nine, three of them were under 90. <laughs> 76, 83, yeah. 81. Like it wasn't like he was getting hit outside the 101.5 with Donovan Solano of all people. Like it wasn't like he was getting pounded either. It just like you said, like the Cardinals, perfect situation. Just bloop, 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 bloop. Yep. I'm just looking around my little podcasting studio here. I have a lot of beer cans up here. I should probably clean these up. You should send me some, by the way, too. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got 11. Oh, it's a late night. No, these are from the last, like, two episodes. <laughs> Please, that's tonight. We know. We know you better than that, Tyler. No, those are downstairs. Oh, okay. All right, whatever. I took trash out earlier, so good bit of them are in the trash can. CC, gotcha. All right, so basically that's the pitching side of this. Uh, as far as the bats, again, there pretty much wasn't any. We talked about how the Pirates had six walks today. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I take it back. That was premature. They had eight total walks today on the day. Only four hits. <laughs> Two of them coming from Adolfo Castro, which his first hit was at first deemed an error. He hit it right off of Dunn. His speech came into play, got on first base. They then changed it to a hit. So we had two hits on the day, a walk. Um, Castro, like he's playing well. He, he he's he collecting is. hits. I mean, that first one's not a great hit, but it feels like every day you look at that box score and Rodolfo Castro has a hit. 
The strikeouts seem to be down a hair. Everybody knows he has power. He can play a lot of positions. Greg Brown thinks he's stupid. So that alone makes him very useful to me. <laughs> now, we've touched on it, though. To be fair, Rodolfo Castro has made, we'll put it this way, some very interesting plays in the field, <laughs> offensively yeah. and defensively. Uh, I feel like it's tamed down lately. Uh, that first week he came back, it seemed as if every game he was involved in something. Something that wasn't positive for the most well, part. I mean, it's not every day that you can have your phone pop out of your pocket. No, not at all. <laughs> and then throw the wrong base. And then stretch out a third with no outs. <laughs> or no, with two outs. I think it was. Um, and then he did have a third. He did. I mean, it was a well, triple. Then don't care. It, it was a I triple. I only care if you get thrown out. Which, by the way, he's had two triples since coming up. And I think a double and a home run and such. But again, like you said, he's collecting hits. He's walking. We're seeing all his tools being displayed. You know, I, I think it's coming down to, like, what will he be? We don't know, but we see his speed. You see his arm. Like, did you see the defense? You see his hit. Like, he has the power. I know most of it comes like lefty, lefties, but we see the tools that he presents. He's not that old. Um, yeah, like he's not that old. What twenty three right now? I'm not saying he's a legit prospect, but this is the guy that I'm certainly intrigued with, and he's he's showing you why. Yeah, Rodolfo Castro is a guy in this organization that they need to pan out a guy like him. That's not on that top prospect list because there are way too many guys with warts in that top 10 list. And they need some of these guys too. And they have a lot of them. We've talked about the depth that I know he's not a Sherrington guy, but we talked about the depth that Sherrington has acquired. And mm -hmm. a lot of those guys are guys like him. Mm -hmm. So they need a Rodolfo Castro or someone like that, a Jack Sawinski someone like that, they need them to be competent major leaguers. And I think we've talked about it quite a bit that Rodolfo's probably a utility guy. I think maybe an Odor type at second base. If you really want to play him every day, it's not great, but he's got pop. He's going to strike out and you might get a little bit of fun times out of him. Maybe punch someone. I don't know. Pops. <laughs> Has a phone fly out of his pocket. I mean, he's on that track. Yeah, but definitely has some fun times. That's for sure. I think he's a he's at least hopefully a competent like major league utility player. That's more intriguing than a Josh Van Meter because Josh Van Meter oh, has nothing yeah. to add. At least Rodolfo Castro can play defense and has some power in his bat, even if he can't really hit that well. Mm -hmm. And right now he's showing that like he's kind of grown in that part of the game he's hitting he's over 700 ops right now it's he's still young there there's stuff to work with there yeah you're not lying there you're not lying and and that's the thing like he's certainly showing intrigue this you know his latest stint up here um so again like another good outing another good day for him today uh he's the only one with two hits and he had half the hits for the pirates <laughs> yeah which that says a lot for today's game. The only other hits came from Arcano, which I think he led off the game with a hit, right? The double. Um, Steelers are on. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> and then uh, Ben Gimmel had a hit. Steel that was well. it. That was it. Those are your hits for the game. It was awful. And, and again, they had eight, eight walks today, but pretty much you know half of those came because their starting pitcher was pretty incompetent as well, pretty bad. It was just a bad day for the Pirates all around. I'm very excited to just take a deep dive into this season after the year where we don't just have to keep to the game. Yeah. We're going to have fun. This offseason is going to be fun. We have uh, some things in store. We're going to bitch a lot. They know that. They know that. Just be prepared. (laughs) All right. Well, honestly, here's the thing. We talked about how we 30, 35 minutes every night, right? It's only been 28. I feel like we've we've hit that wall. This is a bad game. Like, what else is there to talk about? There's not much more to talk about. And we're tired of talking about the same thing over and over again. So we're going to stop um, unless there is anything else you do want to bring up. No, like they had four hits. They gave up 11 runs or 10 runs. What do you want to talk about? Yes. Pirates had four hits. The Reds had 14 hits. I'll be it. The Pirates only had four less base runners than them. So there's that. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. Yeah. Team sucks. All right. So, everyone, we really appreciate you guys sticking around, listening to us talk about this terrible team. We will be back again tomorrow to talk about this terrible team. Albeit, it'll be a lot sooner. So the Pirates play at 135. It's going to be Zach Thompson returning back to the diamond. Turning back to the mid. The mound as a starter against Mike Miner. So, uh, Tyler, you and I once again, right? See where my brisk is at at that point. All right. Hope it doesn't catch fire tonight, 3 a.m. Hope not as well. All right, guys, we'll get out of here. We'll see you later. Thanks again. Bye bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>